Good morning, Boker Tov. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to some coffee and donuts. Our 10 Minutes of Meaning series is generously sponsored by Jeffrey Gelb in memory of Mishulam ben David, Shendel, Bas David, and Avner ben Avram HaKohen. We are still in Mishulam Sasharim. The great Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato is walking us through the formula, Rapinchas ben Yar from the Gemara, how to be the very best version of ourselves. One does not have to complete one step in order to be able to go to the next step. But it is a process, it is a journey that we are moving along from zahirus, mindfulness, cautiousness, consciousness, to zrizus, alacrity, and zeal, and all the other qualities leading us up to the midah of chasidus. We have been studying what it means to be a chasid. To be a chasid is not what we wear, it's who we are and how we behave. And if you have to reduce what it means to be a chasid to its core, the Ramchal says being a chasid is not being satisfied with good, but striving for great. Not doing good enough, but really wanting to excel, wanting to succeed, wanting to achieve great. And he's given us several examples. Ben Adam Lachavero, interpersonally, not getting away with the bare minimum, but rather going above and beyond. Under-promise and over-deliver. Don't over-promise and under-deliver. Ben Adam La'atzmo, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with Hashem. Don't get away with the bare minimum. I told you people last, do I have to buy the expensive mezuzah? Do I have to buy the expensive tefillin? And I always say, tell me what kind of car you drive. Tell me a little bit about the clothing you're wearing or let me see your watch. Depends what our attitude is in other areas of life. Are we satisfied with the bare minimum? Or do we go above and beyond? Jewelry. Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Yeah. So we're up to, Amchal says, one of the ways that we express chasidus to be a chasid to be pious and righteous, to strive for great and not be satisfied with good, one of the areas is Lom de Torah. In a Mikra Kosov, the Pasuk says in Parshat Kedoshim, Neseva Tokum Vadarta Pnei Zokin, person has to stand up for the venerable Vadarta Pnei Zokin and give respect to a Zokin. It's an amazing phenomenon today. You saw this recently, I don't know who began it. There's only one place in life that people actually fulfill this mitzvah. Where is that? It's not even on a bus. Where is it? It's a recent phenomenon. You go to a chuppah, everyone stands up, you think the chassan's walking down. It's the grandparents, the great-grandparents, the other grandparents. The same person at the shmorg, you elbowed the zayda in the face to get to the sushi faster than him. But now he's walking down the aisle, somebody instituted the minag, let's all fulfill v'adar to p'nei zakin. The same guy at the kiddush, at the yufruf, you barreled him over on the way to the uh, schnapps. But now he's walking down the aisle, everybody stands up. All of a sudden we're fulfilling the mitzvah. I guess it's a good thing. We should just also fulfill it elsewhere as well. So the Pasuk says that we rise, we show covered. And we show covered for people who've reached the ripe old age. Zakein, Chazastez, stands for Zekan Achachma. An individual has a certain life experience and they are worthy of our admiration, they're worthy of our respect. The Gemara extrapolates from this Pasuk that a Tamar Chacham of all ages. So we spoke about this in the afternoon call several years ago. What are the criteria? How do you fulfill? What obligates us in If you're a Zakein, but you're not a Tamar Chacham, if you're a Tamar Chacham, but you're not a Zakein. So, Hashem Pasuk in Tehillim. Gemara Ksubis quotes 
one who honors those who fear Hashem, Zeyo Shafan Melch Yudashkim Shayarat Amid Chacham, Hayomid Mikisam Chabkam and Ashkav Amala, Rebbe Rebbe, Mori Mori. We have an institution, we have a notion of honoring those who represent, stand for, and live Torah. If we stand for a Sefer Torah, do we not stand for, says the Gemara, a Gavarabba, somebody who is a living Sefer Torah? That doesn't mean that we believe our leaders are infallible. People make mistakes, they have shortcomings, they have failures. We believe that people are fallible. However, who they are, what they stand for, what they've dedicated their life towards, how they're most nefesh, what they exhibit is worthy of our respect. Why should we show covet to a Tamachacham? Why? Last night when Rabbi Weinberger spoke, every time we have a visiting Rosh Hashiva, I always introduce them and I end with the words, everyone please rise and join me in welcoming so on and so forth. Why? For them, they're covered. Ooh, wow, they came here. The covered. They need covered. That's a covered. You saw Rav Weinberger last night. Sit, sit, sit. They'd rather you sit, want to get going, they want to speak, they don't need covered. That's not what gives them covered. So why? Why do we have a mitzvah to stand? It's not for them. It's not their covered. It's for ourselves. When we condition ourselves, when we accustom ourselves, when we stand and we rise, you know, I was once in an airport and I saw all these people crowding around somebody. And I ended up standing and posing and taking selfies and pictures. So, you know, your natural inclination is, oh, I wonder who that is. I wonder if I want to go meet him. I wonder if I want a picture with him. I was some star from the cooking channel. Did nothing for me. So I didn't even get up from my seat. But you saw the whole terminal was, uh, first of all, how big a star if he's already flying a commercial in the airport, waiting online, wearing a mask. Not worth getting up for. So, but you see, so everyone runs over. You see what a person shows covered for. What's exciting? Who is the commodity you want a picture with? Says everything about you. You want a picture with the athlete, the politician, celebrity, or the Tamachacham? Who do you want to be connected with, associated with? Who do you, for whom do you stand? Says everything about you. Does that mean we think they're infallible? They're perfect? No. Is it for their ego? Chas v'shalom. It's for ourselves. This is how we express chasidus to be a chasid in the realm of Kavad Torah. When, when the great Rebzeira, the Gemara Baruchos Chavches, when the great Rebzeira was weak, when he was ill, he positioned himself, he sat outside the base Medrash, so so that he could stand before Tamidah Chachamim. He said, I don't have the koach to learn, I can't immerse myself right now in Torah, but I could still show Kavod Torah. If I stand at the opening, the people come in and they leave. I can stand each time. Again, why? Because they need it? I can't learn Torah, but I can inflate the egos of those who learn Torah. No! Chas v'shalom. I can't learn Torah, but I can grow by nevertheless showing Kavod Torah. Hashem has appointed these individuals his ambassadors. Tamid Chachamim, the Rabbanon, are his mouthpiece in every generation. Yiftach Bedoro, Shmuel Kedoro. In every generation, whoever has risen to the level, the Tamid Chachamim, the Rabbanon, the leaders of the generation, are Hashem's ambassadors. They are his spokespeople. They are his mouthpiece. Hashem handed over and he said, Hashem said, listen to them. So when we rise, when we respect, when we acknowledge, when we go out of our way to be malave, to escort, to show kavod, again, it's not for them. A real righteous tamachacham themselves has no interest and runs away from the kavod. But we have to chase them giving the kavod, not for them. 
Because what does it do? It reflects our love of Hashem, our love of His Torah, and what our priorities are in life. Are you running after the celebrity? Are you running to get the autograph of the ball player? Are you running after the politician? Or are you running after the Talmud Chacham? With whom do we connect? Who do we admire? Who is our social currency? Who is our social currency? What's our attitude towards holy places? Is there still such a thing as a holy place? Or are we casual about every place in our life? Is the shul an extension of our living room? Or when you walk through the threshold of a shul of a base medrash, you feel I'm in a different place. I dress differently. My posture is different. I'm not casual. My conversation is different. Oh, I have to talk about whatever it is? Let's step out of the shul. Let's step out of the base medrash. Yeah, but there's no one else here. Why can't we talk about it here? The walls need kavod. The tables, the chairs need kavod. No, we need to give kavod. We say everything about who we are, our priorities. We condition ourselves. We sensitize ourselves based on the attitude that we bring to the space that we're in. Kick off your shoes and you put your feet up. You dress casually. You have casual conversation. Then we are not, in fact, bringing within ourselves an attitude towards that holy place. We'll continue next week. The Ramchal says, we now break down we go deeper into Ava. How do you become a chassid? How do you strive to not only be good, but to be great in the realm of loving Hashem? Three ways, which we will continue with next week. Simcha, dveikus, and kina. Joy, a joy for life, a simcha sachayim. Dveikus, to cling to God, to cleave to God. And kina, which is not jealousy here, but zealousness. To be a kanoi, a zealousness in the most positive sense. We'll pick up next week. Uh, 8.45, living with Amuna tonight, 9 o'clock, we go behind the beam with Rav Yitzchak Adlerstein to be able to understand who are the missionaries we should drive from the neighborhood, who are the people we can partner and work with to advance good causes. He's the director of interfaith for the Wiesenthal Center, an expert in this area. 9 o'clock tonight, you don't want to miss it.